Once again, you already know what it is, and you already know where you have reached the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast anywhere in the world, the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, and I am your host, Sean Hubbard, feeling a little bit under the weather, but still pushing through to bring you guys the very best in professional wrestling and combat sports. Man, oh man, oh man, um... WWE's week of uh, futility, week of disappointments continue with another very lame, lame outing last night on Monday Night Raw, uh, followed, which followed a tr- terribly horrible um, pay-per-view Hell in a Cell on Sunday night, and we all know how I felt about the travesty of justice that took place with Kofi Kingston losing the title in eight seconds on Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Man, this it just continues. It goes from bad to worse, man. And I, I don't know how or why we'll we'll get to a point that we can find ourselves feeling better about the product. I say ourselves because I know I'm not the only one who feels this way. Shout out to uh, Malik. Shout out to. Um, Conrad, RJ, Cassidy, all of my good friends in the wrestling community, my brothers in the wrestling community. Um, you know, I'll be, uh, you know, doing some more shows with RJ coming up in the next couple of weeks of the ringside ran. I'll be doing another show, multiple shows with Conrad in the next couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to that of everything pro wrestling. And I actually just got noticed that I will be doing um, a tremendous episode of Malik Kelly's show. Uh, you can find him at Malik Kelly, M-A-L-I-K, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, 94, on Twitter. I'll be doing his show Friday night right after SmackDown on Fox. But uh, I say all that to say this, man. All my wrestling community out there, shout out to Fight TV, shout out to uh, Bellator, um, I'm just really disappointed, man. I mean, first and foremost, let me get this out the way because I want to make sure I give my bro uh, some some much-deserved publicity. Uh, make sure you reach out to Alex Bonamarte at housecreator.com. They're doing some tremendous things when it comes to their web development and web platforming techniques. you got to make sure your business projects yourself in the best possible light. So go to housecreator.com. That's H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A.com, housecreator.com, because we love tech. It is Tuesday, October 8th, 2019, and the, oh my goodness, the uh, disrespectful programming. I say disrespectful programming because it's insulting to our intelligence that WWE would put out this garbage and expect us to not look elsewhere, I don't know, like AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays, I don't know, man, but um, WWE as a corporation, Vince McMahon as an owner, should thank its lucky stars that Triple H is doing NXT the way they're doing it, because NXT is the number one brand in the in the WWE right now, so I look forward to Wednesdays, I don't even know how much I'm looking forward to Friday, you know, with, with the way Kofi Kingston got done, but I'm hoping that everything goes better. I guess I'll watch because I'm looking forward to the draft. I will say that. I don't want to lie and say I'm not looking forward to the draft. I am looking forward to the draft. But um man oh man, it's just a continued stream of disappointments. Let's go down the 
parameters of what I'm talking about. Um, Y'all heard my last show when I talked about the disrespect of Kofi Kingston losing the WWE Championship to Brock Lesnar in eight seconds. Um, Now we move forward into Hell in a Cell. Now I will say this. Sasha Banks and Bailey, excuse me, Sasha Banks and Becky had a tremendous match. It was it was very um very good as it pertained to athleticism, as it pertained to storytelling. I did not like the outcome. I'm a big Becky Lynch fan, but I do feel like sometimes you gotta get to a point where the other person wins. I think Sasha going over in that match um would have made sense. But overall it was still a great match. Um rumors out there that Sasha may be injured. Hopefully it's nothing serious, but she was not medically cleared, according to several sources, to be on Raw last night. So I'm hoping that she uh, gets to, gets better and healthy very, very quickly. Um, the Kabuki Warriors won the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, uh, a belt that are belts that continue to be weirdly and oddly used. Um, I don't think that since Sasha and Bailey lost the titles at WrestleMania that they've been very relevant. Uh, and, and unfortunately, they've only been in existence since Elimination Chamber earlier this year. But for some reason, since the Iconics won the title, by the way, I thought that was ridiculous that they won the titles at WrestleMania. But since they won the titles in WrestleMania, um, they were rarely defended. Um, now, you know, the Kabuki Warriors took the belts from a team that I really kind of enjoyed, which was... Uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, but now the Kabuki Warriors are are the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I'm a big fan of Asuka, but Asuka's definitely fallen off over the past year. Maybe even the past two years when she lost the title to Charlotte, uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship to Charlotte. Um, It's been a, a a rough go for Asuka, so it's nice to see her have gold around her waist or over her shoulder again, but, you know, it, it kind of was like a ho-hum kind of a deal. Like, I wasn't really excited by the title change. I probably would have liked to see Alexa and Nikki Cross hold on to those belts. Um, on the pre-show, let's go back a little bit. On the pre-show, Natalia defeated Lacey Evans by submission, whatever. Um, Randy Orton defeated Ali. Ali seems like he's never recovered from that injury. Uh, from back uh, in Elimination Chamber, which would have put him on the map. Uh, thankfully, Kofi, Kofi Kingston got that opportunity, but I, I still hope that Ali gets his chance, but he loses to Randy Orton. Um, the Viking Raiders, who I still don't believe in, by the way. I do not believe in the Viking Raiders. I don't think the Viking Raiders are entertaining at all, uh, but they, along with Braun Strowman, defeat the club, uh, or the OC, as ridiculous as that sounds. It's the club, but they call it the OC. Uh, Chad Gable defeats Corbin, and now he goes by the name Shorty Gable. How ridiculous is that? It's so stupid. Charlotte beats Bailey for the, you know, SmackDown Women's Championship. Yawn. Just another attempt to put more title belts on Charlotte to get to 16. Now she's at 10. And, of course, in one of the worst Hell in a Cell matches of all time, probably the worst Hell in a Cell match of all time, Totally anticlimactic, totally uh, the void of any kind of, of excitement as it pertains to the story progressing in a positive way. Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt fight to a 
<clears throat> clearing my throat so I could say this. No contest in a Hell in a Cell match for the Universal Championship. What a joke. Um, WWE, Vince, whoever's writing over there, Heyman, Bischoff, already ripped you guys to shreds. You know, uh, over the Kofi Kingston thing, and rightfully so. Uh, you guys get ripped to shreds for that because Kofi definitely deserved better. Now you put us, you know, in a situation. We have Becky Lynch and Sasha opening up the show. They do a great job. 21 minutes, 50 seconds. A really good match. The only match of the night that I enjoyed. Oh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns defeat Eric Roman and Luke Harper. Wow. Okay, whatever. Um, I like Daniel Bryan becoming a face again. But, I mean, they'll, they'll, they're just willing to do anything to put somebody next to Roman that'll get Roman cheered. Because that is what it is. But, um, again, yeah, so, but Seth defends the title in Hell in a Cell. The Fiend has pretty much been untouchable since he's been back. You know, Bray Wyatt coming back as The Fiend. Uh, I like the character. I think it works. I think it's very skillfully done. I'll give WWE credit for that. The Firefly Funhouse is something I look forward to each and every week. But, man, oh, man, you come out here and... You you basically have Seth Rollins snap because Bray Wyatt keeps getting up from curb stomp after curb stomp. I believe it was ten or fifteen curb stomps. He just he it it got to a point where it got ridiculous. He got up from chair shots. He 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 no sold uh, kendo sticks. It was all pretty cool. I mean, I'll, I'll give the no sale part a cool factor, but um, you know the the hundred. And 50 curb stomps I could have done without. Um, so the, the bottom line is this. At the end of the match or towards the end of the match, you know, Rollins hits Bray with a toolbox on top of a ladder. He hits him with the ladder. He hits him with chairs. Uh, Bray's kicking out on one. Bray's kicking out on two. Bray is not staying down. The Fiend is not staying down. Um, you know, Positive of, of, of the Fiend character. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And then Seth Rollins goes for the sledgehammer. Okay. Um, he goes for the sledgehammer. By the way, how much more like Triple H can this guy, can they try and make this guy, um, you know, as far as his moveset? You know, now he's using a pedigree. Now he's getting sledgehammers. But, you know, I digress. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out with the sledgehammer and bashes Bray in the head through the chair, through the ladder or whatever. It's just symbolic of, you know, him hitting him in the head with a sledgehammer. And the referee calls for the bell. Okay. Um WWE you, you are idiots. Like you, you are just completely out of your freaking minds and I'm disgusted. It's a hell in a cell match. It's supposed to be no disqualification. Undertaker threw Mankind off the top of the cell. Threw Mick Foley off the top of the cell. And the match continued. I, I, I For the life of me, I, I just don't understand how and why you can sit up here and, and, and give the fans such garbage, you know, as to, as to say that we're going to have a match where Supposedly anything goes. There are no disqualifications. There are no count outs. There are no rules. 
but yet when somebody gets hit in the head with a sledgehammer, the referee calls for the bell because there's he's so concerned about the fiend's well-being. And he's doing the same deal that with Seth Rollins that he did with John Cena back a few years ago at WrestleMania 30, ironically, when uh, John Cena was facing Bray Wyatt. Uh, oh, this is not you. You know, don't use the sledgehammer. Back then it was don't use the chair. Uh, don't use the sledgehammer. You're better than this. Uh, you're, you want to be able to look at yourself in the mirror tomorrow. All this other, you know, bull crap that, that literally made me want to throw up. Thankfully, Seth Rollins, I will say this. Thankfully, Seth Rollins did hit him with the sledgehammer, but it turned out to be corny because the, the, the Fiend wakes up. Um, I was hoping for a title change. The fans were working for, looking for a title change. But more importantly than that, the fans were looking for a definitive outcome. It's it's a no contest. The, the, they ring the bell. They raise the cage. The fans are booing WWE, Seth, Bray, the WWE as a whole, out of the building. The fans are disgusted, uh, I'm disgusted, I'm sure the viewing public at home are disgusted, everybody in Sacramento, California has had a horrible night, they saw their hometown girl, Bailey, who is from, you know, San Jose, nearby San Jose, lose the title to Charlotte, uh, so they're already pissed off about that, they're pissed off about this main event, um, some people wanted to see a title change for Sasha Banks, even though Becky is still over, they didn't get that, um, you know, Alexa and Nikki lose the women's tag team titles. Not too many people were happy about that. Overall, a horrible pay-per-view. A pay-per-view where half of the matches weren't weren't even announced until an hour before the, sh before the show started. I mean, how lazy, how inconsiderate, how disrespectful can you be, WWE? You know, AEW is coming. And I hate to throw AEW out there all the time as being the, the kind of like the, the factor that, that makes all this stuff go. But, you know, especially considering the fact that AEW is brand new. But, you know, something AEW is coming. And when it and when it continues to build momentum and it continues to show the world what they're about, WWE is going to be in trouble. At least Raw and SmackDown are going to be in trouble. And, and by the way, look, I'm never against anybody having an opportunity to, 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 to live their dream. I want to be a professional wrestling announcer. I'm already a professional wrestling journalist. This is all part of the dream. It's all part of working for the dream, towards the dream. But my God, um, Vic Joseph, as my phone goes off, Vic Joseph, Jerry Lawler, and Dio Madden, I believe his name is, it's, it's not working on the commentary table. It, it, it's not working. Um, I don't like it. It's 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 not entertaining. I'm very much not happy with the quality of commentary that is coming from the Raw announce team, the new Raw announce team. It, it doesn't flow right. It doesn't feel right. I enjoyed Renee Young. I I'm, I'm obviously a fan of Michael Cole and Corey Graves. I know Corey Graves had to go to what is now the new A show of WWE SmackDown. But, you know, all due respect to Vic Joseph and Dio Madden, it doesn't work. And Jerry the King Lawler, I don't think, works either anymore. I think he's past his time. All due respect to the Hall of Famer, uh, I'm, I'm just not a big fan. It, it doesn't work. So you combine the lackluster commentary team with horrible outcomes, 
and stupid finishes. And at the end of the day, you have a dud of a pay-per-view. A dud. Um, I, I really... I couldn't be more disappointed. Um, I was actually looking forward to um, that show. I, I was looking forward to watching it on delay. I saw it later in the night than everybody else did. I got home a, about an hour and a half after the show had started because I was at my good friend uh, TJ Marconi's wedding. Shout out to TJ, man. TJ and Brooke, I love you guys. Congratulations on the wedding. Um, may you guys have a life of nothing but happiness. God bless you guys. But yeah, I got home and I was just thoroughly disappointed with the pay-per-view. It was it was so terrible. And, you know, I, I just feel like WWE is making some really, really silly decisions. Um, and I, I just don't get it. it. It just continues to be a disappointment week after week after week. And what do you do to follow that up? You come out the next night. There's no Brock. There's no... Well, Brock's on SmackDown, I guess. Even though officially he's not on SmackDown yet until the draft, we know he's going to be on SmackDown. But there is, there's no, there's no Seth, there's no Fiend, there's no uh, Sasha Banks who might be injured. But there's no Bailey, there's no. I, I mean, it was just like a B-list, a B-list uh, roster that showed up. I mean, I guess you had Charlotte and Bailey against the Charlotte and Becky against the. Kabuki Warriors and the Champions versus Champions match, but, but that was lackluster as well. Asuka with the win because of the Green Mist. I like the Green Mist, but not as much as I liked it back in the day with like the Great Muda or people like that. You know, it, it, it feels it feels less like Great Muda and feels more like Quang. You don't know who Quang is? Google Quang. <laughs> very B-list, very uh lackluster heel from back in the mid-90s. But anyway, Randy Orton beating Ali. Ali doesn't get over. Uh, you know, Becky beating Sasha. That's why people are starting to boo Becky a little bit. Becky is still very much over, but they're starting to oversaturate like they tend to do. Charlotte winning a title again because she's Ric Flair's daughter. Yes, she's extremely talented. Yes, she's extremely attractive. Yes, she's extremely smart. But 10 title reigns and just and barely tapping out, I'm not feeling it. Um, the Raw announced team is not good. Uh, Graves and Cole on SmackDown are great. So shout out to Graves and Cole. But I don't like Joseph Lawler and Madden as a team. I liked Renee Young. I thought maybe it could have been Renee Young and Jerry Lawler. Uh, experience and youth. Experience in uh, you know, old school and new school. That could have been That could have been good, but... It's just not working for me. Um, Jonathan Coachman, anybody, you know, but but it's just not working. So another horrible show uh, for WWE um, who continues to drop the ball, continues to drop the ball as it pertains to giving the fans something to get excited about. Um, I always make the mistake of doing this, so it's really on me. I, I watch a lot of Raw from the old school days, from, from like the 2000s, early 2000s, late 90s, on the WWE Network. Yes, I do subscribe to WWE Network. No, I'm not going to cancel my subscription. Uh, but no, I'm not being a hypocrite. I, I keep it because I love old school wrestling. So I watch the old WCW, ECW, and WWE pay-per-views and shows. That's not hypocritical. 
I am not a fan of the product in 2019, but I am a fan of the product from the 90s and even the 80s when I was a baby and, and now. So, yeah, no, I'm not being a hypocrite. I love old school wrestling and I watch the network because of old school wrestling. But yes, I watch old school Raws and the crowd reactions, the excitement, match after match, it was just amazing. And and now it, it's just not there. It's just not there. Um, I mean, the main event segment was Tyson Fury versus uh, Braun Strowman. You know, God bless Tyson Fury. He tried. God bless Tyson Fury. I'm I'm throwing no shade. Ed Tyson Fury, he's throwing punches, but he's pulling his punches so short that there's massive amounts of air between the punch and the and the security guards because he doesn't quite know how to throw a punch in WWE. So God bless him. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. I understand his intentions were good, but my God. Um, try to recreate Tyson and Austin from Raw. Try to recreate, um, I guess you could say, try to recreate Mayweather versus Big Show, it, it just wasn't the same. Um, it's not going to be the same. And you know something, I just I just feel like as we continue to go down this path with WWE, that there is a chance that it will never get better. Obviously, WWE has the resources to maintain itself. What do I mean by that? WWE has the resources to continue to put out shows every week. It has the resources to continue to put out social media uh, posts and videos that will keep them relevant. It has the, the, the reputation of years gone by that will sustain them moving into the future. But if you look at it from a week-to-week basis, if you take away the, the, the glitz and glamour of the premiere of SmackDown with The Rock and with Hogan and with Flair... You know, people who are not going to be there every week. The Rock probably won't show up again till WrestleMania, if then. If you just look at it for what it is, like Monday Night Raw last night, October 7th, last night, 2019. Was that a good show? On October 6th, Hell in a Cell, was that a good show? It, it, it's, it's just not good. WWE in 2019, quite frankly, is just not good. And it breaks my heart as a lifelong wrestling fan. You know, it breaks my heart to be, you know, my age, 33 years old, you know, who grew up in the Attitude Era. And to see where this business has gone to as it pertains to WWE. WWE has not been the same in a long, long time. It shows glimpses. There's always a bright star. There's always an unexpected turn, an unexpected rise of a major talent like Becky Lynch. God bless her. But it's not consistent. It's not consistent. You know, Roman Reigns is a is a very athletic, smart, and good wrestler. But he doesn't do it for me as it pertains to being the guy. Um... Seth Rollins does not do it for me as far as being the guy. Dean Ambrose was cool. I like Dean Ambrose. Obviously, I love John Moxley, but I like Dean Ambrose. Uh, you know, the Dean Ambrose being the persona of John Moxley now. Um, I like the Shield, but it didn't last. It was a good run. 
And then, you know, Moxley left to, to pursue what he wanted to do, which was be a pro wrestler and not a sports entertainer. Um, I mean, think about what AEW did last week on its debut edition of Dynamite. They brought back Jake Hager, a.k.a. Jack Swagger, right? I wasn't a fan of Jack Swagger in WWE, but there was something exciting about Hager coming out to join Jericho and LAX. It was something cool about it. Like, it, it felt like Nitro. It felt old school. It felt like... It felt like they put something together that was going to get you riled up and excited. You know, it got me looking forward to next week. I'm not looking forward to next week's Raw. Okay, well, maybe I'm looking forward to next week's Raw only because of the draft. But when the draft is over, I don't look forward to Raw. I don't I don't look forward to Raw. And yes, they brought back Pyro. Okay. That's great. But it's just not the same. It's just not the same. I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this. I don't like Ricochet. I think he's a super athletic and super talented guy in the ring. He has no mic skills, no interview skills whatsoever. Braun Strowman, either put the title on him or leave him alone because you continue to work with this guy and he continues to reach the top just to get knocked right back off. Um, Daniel Bryan on the SmackDown side, I believe he might get drafted to Raw, but we'll see. Um, make them a, a face and, and go at what works. The Yes movement was working. Changed it up for no reason. Go with it, okay? People are still chanting yes. Just go with it. Please just give us something that we want. Brock Lesnar, the part-time champion. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Brock Lesnar part-time is better than pro- Bro- is better than Brock Lesnar not at all. Like, I'd rather have Brock Lesnar part-time than not have Brock at all. But him beating eight Kofi Kingston in eight seconds made me sick to my stomach, okay? Where does Kofi go from here? I guess we'll find out. Where does the New Day go from here? I guess we'll find out. Um, the Kabuki Warriors, maybe if they won the title about four or five months ago when they should have, maybe this would be more exciting. Right now, it feels like nothing. Um, having Asuka, all due respect to anybody who's Japanese or Chinese or someone who speaks a different language. But why are you doing Japanese promos on American television? We don't understand what you're saying. Who would make the decision to send them out there to do a Japanese promo when nobody understands what... That that, that doesn't mean anything. Even Jerry Lawler, in a funny, kind of like underhanded, you know, slick kind of way, made fun of it. My thoughts exactly. He was basically saying, I don't have a clue what you're saying. It was meant to be a joke because you're doing a Japanese promo on American television. Why? Why? Why are you doing a Japanese promo in an American arena? That doesn't make any sense. Nobody understands what you're saying. Makes no sense, man. A lot of things in WWE don't make any sense. Um, Last Woman Standing. Alexa and Natalia, let me be fair about that. Last woman standing, Alexa. Excuse me, did I say Alexa? <laughs> Last woman standing, Natalia and Lacey Evans was very good to open up uh, to open up the show or almost open up the show. I thought the power bomb off the stage was pretty cool. Shout out to Natalia and Lacey Evans. I don't want to be unfair. That was a very good match um, on Raw last night. But other than that, I, I mean, WWE, it, it, it needs work. And, and I hope that as a fan and a journalist of this Sport. I like to say sport, even though we know it's sports entertainment. 
this sport that I love. I hope it gets better, man, because uh, I fa- I'm very thankful for NXT, which is under Triple H's guidance. I'm very thankful for what Cody Rhodes and the Bucks and Omega and those guys over there are doing in AEW. Um, and by the way, AEW chance at WWE events. Wow. I mean, clearly something's wrong here, Vince. You know, you got to get your crap together, man. This is not 1985. It's not 1995. It's 2019. And you need to get your crap together because we're not we're not happy. The fans are not happy. So um, all I can say as we continue to embark on this journey together, uh, SmackDown, the, la- the luster and the excitement of the premiere of SmackDown on Fox is now over. Uh, we do have a little bit more excitement as it pertains to the draft. So that's a little bit more of a gimmicky thing that will make me want to watch. But we'll see how it goes from here because Raw stunk last night. Um, SmackDown had a horrible ending last week for the premiere. Now we have the draft. Of course, there's always a little bit of excitement with the draft. We'll have the draft again on Monday. So, but then we're going to see what happens moving forward. You know, let's see if they finally get Survivor Series right. Already, Crown Jewel's looking like garbage. But let's see if they get Survivor Series right. Let's see if they finally figure this thing out. I don't know. There's rumors that there's gonna already there's already been a match put out there. Uh, there's gonna be Bray versus Seth again, but they took the announcement down. Check social media. It's kind of like this thing that's out there. The WWE put up a, a post about Seth defending the title against Bray again, uh, the Fiend again, but they took it down. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, if you go to Rosemont.com, I believe it is the Rosemont Horizon. Uh, Rosemont Arena website or whatever, they're already promoting, I think, uh, a 5-on-5 match with, you know, Roman and, and Daniel Bryan on the same team. And so, you know, they uh, they got 5-on-5 vibe going. We'll see what happens when it gets officially announced. But let's see how they do with Survivor Series. Let's see how they pick it up because <clears throat> WWE right now is slipping and it's very disappointing. So with that said, I'm about to wrap this thing up. I'm still feeling a little under the weather. Make sure you check me out on... Um, Malik Kelly's show on YouTube coming up this Friday night. Um, I will be working again with my good friend Conrad uh, Cushman of uh, Everything Pro Wrestling, RJ uh, of uh, Ringside Man- uh, Rant, my, my boy. I'll be working with him. Uh, so I'm really excited about the future of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, and I'm excited that you guys took the time to listen. So with that being said, God bless. I am your host, Sean Hubbard, and we'll talk to you next time on the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. Peace. You have been listening to the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast, which is an original production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is an independently owned company. The opinions and ideas of its host and studio guest are theirs and theirs alone, as Hubbard Wrestling Weekly is not associated with any professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, or boxing organization. Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, the very best in professional wrestling and combat sports.